Welcome to Spark, our weekly inspirational podcast full of actionable ideas for strategically preparing your business and yourself for anything that may come your way. I'm your host, Stephanie Redcross West, and now let's jump into our next episode. Hello, hello, everyone. I'm Stephanie with Vegan Mainstream, and I'm really excited today to be going live. Today, we're going live across multiple platforms. So I'm excited um, and really hoping that we are ready to, um, to just keep things going, getting people excited, and also just so much pressure is on your shoulders, but I don't want you to give up. I don't want you to really kind of get consumed by that. Instead, what I want you to do is try. I want you to test. I want you to believe in the concept or the idea that for you to grow your business in this environment, it's going to take you doing things differently. And that means you can't sit on the sidelines. It means you can't wait until things get better because the reality is really in this slow moving situation where we're not sure what get better is going to look like. We don't know when get better is coming or when normal is coming. So therefore, I want you to be comfortable with the idea that you're going to try some new things. We're going to be testing some things. We're going to be doing things that we're not sure if it's necessarily the big win. Um, what I don't want you to do is think that you really have to hope for this one big idea that's just going to transform your business and make all your worries go away. And the reality is, yes, you may stumble upon something amazing. That's what's awesome about these times when we're trying to test, when we're trying to reach out and try to offer things differently. Many of you are starting to go digital or go virtual and you've never done it before. And yes, you may discover that you like going digital, like going virtual. You may discover that this is a whole new way for you to reach out, connect with and drive sales and sustainability in your business. But what I don't want you to do this time when we're in this uncertainty is think that it's going to be just one thing. I want you to be comfortable with the idea that you're going to try a little bit of this, try a little bit of that. And what I want to do in today's live session is give you ideas on how you try, how you test, how do you start to find what can work for you, for your business and your clients. Now, when we're talking about getting things off the ground, when we're talking about getting a new idea or a product or a service or getting things going in this difficult time, what I like to do is always talk about what's a quick hit. What's a way that you can drive success in your business quickly when you're trying to expand, when you're trying to maintain your business, when you're starting to shift. And what I find is a lot of people go to new product or new service first. I mean, I really think is the best place to start when you're trying to manage these times, when you're trying to drive revenue while there's all this uncertainty is to make sure that you're looking at your customers, looking at people who were either your existing customers or the customers you have right now. And often what it means is, especially if you're in a service-based business, is going back to them. If you coached them before, if you offered a workshop to them before, if you did an event, let's say, for example, you were doing events 
and now you're turning it into a virtual offering, see if your existing customers would sign up for it. See if the people who already have an existing relationship with you love what you do, love what you've done before. And if you can get them to show up for a paid class, paid workshop, paid event, paid product um, or service, or even if you're an e-commerce business, if someone has purchased from you in the past, and maybe it's been three months, six months, maybe it's even been a year, what I'd rather you do right now is test and try to reach out to those people that are existing customers. I think that is such a great place for you to start. Thanks so much, Jim, or um, James Jr. Um, for sending uh, sending out that message, okay? So that's what I wanna make sure. I find that when we're running our businesses, when we're working, we always kind of go big. And that's really, I think, a great place for us to start. Now, one thing I realized I didn't do is I didn't ask everyone to kind of tell me who's here, who has shown up. I love to make these things interactive. So Jim, I'm so glad you posted a quick comment for me because it reminded me. So if you are here, if you're watching me live, I know some of you are in Facebook watching us live. Some of you are in Instagram or in, excuse me, in YouTube, or maybe you're in LinkedIn watching us live. If you can do me a favor and just say hello, jump into the comments and say, hi, Stephanie, let me know that you're there. Let me know where you are joining from. And then also let me know what kind of business you have. The reason I want to know is when I give these examples, when I go through this process, it's always great when I can make them relevant. So please just jump down in the comments and let me know. And also it's nice to just say hi, since we're all here doing a lot of this virtual learning and virtual chit chat to be able to talk. Okay, now back on to point number one about your previous customers. Now, for some of you, it may be a question of selling to them again. It may be offering the product that they had purchased before and see if they're interested in offering and buying it again. The other option we may want to look at is when you're looking at previous customers, see if there is a new offer or an upsell. And when I mean by a new offer, I don't mean something completely different. But if you've done something before, let's say you've done cooking classes before, maybe what you're looking at is going to kind of the advanced level. Um, maybe they took your beginner course. And what you may be able to do in this environment is reach out to all of your students who've taken your classes in the last 12 months and see if those students would be interested in an intermediate level class that builds on what they learned in their last class with you. So that way you can go deeper. That way you can give them information or things that you're building upon. And also you're reaching back to a customer base. You're reaching back to people who know, who love you and really appreciate what maybe you've done for them before. The same thing goes across the board. Even if you're doing an online course, maybe you had an online course that's done well, was amazing. You could do an upsell course, but that may take a little bit of time to do. Instead, maybe host a live workshop. But when you host this live workshop, instead of it being kind of a one-hour session or two-hour session, go deeper. Maybe make it a three-hour session. And what you can do is offer people to kind of go into this upsell where you can take them deeper into learning. You can offer a larger Q&A session. Many of us are using Zoom these days. And what you can do is you can do breakout sessions. And that's one of the things I love about doing live workshops, especially when you have the time. You can get to that like 
three-hour mark with people, being able to do those breakout sessions, people can work through the materials. People can collaborate and communicate with others. People can get that feeling that many of us miss from being able to have in-person events. You can replicate that online with Zoom and replicate that online by offering a class and offering something that is going to allow people to be able to interact in your new environment, in your new product or service. But once again, remember, this is for existing customers. Now, for some of you who maybe have storefronts, your brick and mortar, the same thing applies. For many of you, you have a database of your customers. You have information about who your customers are, whether you have a reservation database that you've used before where people gave you their email address, whether you've really been big on social media. So some of you may have a strong social media following. Some of you maybe are really strong in doing direct messages and having conversations with customers or maybe you have customers that have bought gift cards from you before. Maybe they've done pickup orders. Any of those kind of tags that you may have in your system to identify someone as an existing customer, what you want to do is make sure you're reaching out to them, sending a message to them like they're an existing customer. So not a plain vanilla message, but a message that says, hey, you've been there for us before. You supported us over the years. What we're doing is reaching out to existing customers and asking them to support us again during this time. So what we have available is curbside pickup. What we have available is meal plans that you can pick up on Monday that we're preparing for everyone. What we have available is we're offering people cooking classes. So whatever is your flex product, and we talked about that in our last live session of creating that flex product or that product when um, we're all kind of going through these uncertain times. What I want to do is make sure you're sitting down and thinking about how you can actually offer to an existing customer to come in and support you again. Okay. Or excuse me, a previous customer. Now, the next side of that is existing customers. For many of us, you may not have as many customers as you had before. Maybe things are not as active as they were before. So what I tell a lot of people to do when we're going through this kind of test and try period in our businesses, what I want you to do is start to focus on a referral program. And what I mean by that is something very simple, something very minimal. I don't want you to feel like, oh, Stephanie, you're asking me to build a ton of software and a whole new process around trying to run my business. Um, that's not what I mean. What I mean is if you have people who are faithfully purchasing from you, if you successfully pivoted maybe before your products were sold through distribution and they were sold through supermarkets or local stores and you transitioned over to an online store, if you're starting to see that pick up, if you're starting to see people buy, what I want to make sure that you put in place as soon as possible is some type of referral program. And what I mean by that is asking your customers to spread the word about what you're doing and what and why they like your product. Because for many of us, it's hard to get a full marketing engine up and running quickly, especially if you're launching an e-commerce site that you've never launched before, especially if you're going virtual and going live before. You're working through the tech, you're working through the tools, you're working through maybe some of your anxiety, some of the worry, this new format. And what happens is I don't want you to be 
so busy with all the work you have to do to run your business and execute your business that we're not able to do the marketing or what happens is the marketing kind of falls to the side because you're so busy. And one way that I find instead of thinking that you're going to have to do Facebook lives and YouTube lives and send out emails and do this and do that and do that, what I want you to do is build that word of mouth base, especially now because many of us are home. Many of us are still in these kind of stay-at-home um, orders. Now, I know some of this is going to change in some of our states um, in the next few weeks, but even with that changing, not everyone is going back. Not everyone is making that transition. There are a lot of businesses, a lot of um, organizations that are going to allow their employees to work remotely for the next few months. So with that in place, what I want you to do is start to kind of leverage this opportunity to get people who are home, people who are in front of their computer and encourage them to share your product or service, encourage them to talk about your product and service, to get them to help you build your business. Now, I know that sounds like pie in the sky. Sometimes it sounds like, oh, yeah, it'd be great if I can get word of mouth and everyone will just be talking about me. And yes, it'd be great to get to that point. But to really build your business, to really build your brand, to really kind of leap forward, we have to facilitate that process. And one of the best ways I find to facilitate that process is by asking your existing customers if they can share a coupon code asking them if they can send an email to five people and let them know about your product or service, asking them to actually share a link that could be a link that will get them referral credits depending on the online platform or tool that you use, but asking them to act on your behalf. And like I said, because people are home, people are a little bit more connected to their computers these days. People may be more willing or may have that time to be able to pass that message on. So what I want you to do is think about while you're trying, while you're testing, test a referral program. If you have an online um, site or let's say you're using WooCommerce or Shopify, many of those tools will have built-in referral programs. So reach out to them and ask them how to add it. If you're using something like Stripe, if you're using something like PayPal, many of those, depending on the tool that you're using to process it, will either have a comment box where someone can type in the referral recommendation or coupon code that your customers can use to fill it in. And that's what I want you to do. I want you to start to kind of take a minimalist approach to the referral program, but start to get out a process that helps facilitate referrals. And I really feel like that's gonna be a huge quick hit win for your business so you can drive sales right away so that you can actually get people excited and engaged about your products and also help people know that you've made some of these changes in your businesses. Help people understand that now you do have curbside pickup. Help people know that, hey, now I do have an online store. Help people know that, yes, I'm doing online classes. Often by getting that existing customer to share, you'll start to get people to be able to support you and drive some of that growth. Okay.
All right. Thanks, Jim, for posting your comments. It's always great to see who's joining. Um, what I'd love to hear. Hey, how you doing? Hey, um, Shonice, it's so great to see you there. Thanks for joining for Food for Life. Um, all right. What do you guys think so far? Sound good? Does that sound like something you can do? Does it sound like referral business would be something you can do? Had you thought about before reaching out to previous customers? And especially, like I said, over six months, over a year, I think sometimes we forget to go back to our previous customers. Um, and I think this is such a good time to do that, to drive a quick hit and to test and try. And like I said, I want you to keep it light. I don't want you to build a whole campaign, 20 emails or anything. I want you to keep it simple, test a product, an idea, an upsell, something that only takes you a few hours to put together and see if we can get it to work. Okay. Now, for some of you, you may say, okay, I get it, Stephanie, quick hit. I can go back to customers, but what else can I do? I feel like I have to completely shift. I feel like I don't know what to do. I feel like I don't know where to move or what to do next. And if you're feeling that way, if you're feeling kind of stuck, my number two recommendation for many of you out there when you're testing and trying and trying to move your business forward in these uncertain times is to spend some time confirming your customers' needs. And what I mean by that is we forget at times that our customers often will hold the key to our next great product or solution. Our customers will really have some insight into what you can do to really grow, especially as you're transitioning. So instead of kind of sitting in your own office, instead of sitting by yourself, instead of kind of thinking that you have to come up with the, all the ideas, reach out to your customers. Send them a note. And one of the things I love to do is hosting a virtual focus group. And what I mean by that is instead of trying to come up with an idea and just launch, 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 think about your ideas, create your ideas, write them down on a sheet of paper. And instead of launching them out to the world, what I like to do is I like to get my customers together in a small group, maybe about 20 people or so, and have them join something like a Zoom call and let them know, hey, I'm really thinking about making some changes in my business. I'm thinking about launching some new ideas, some services, and I'd love to get your feedback on what I'm planning. I'd love to get your ideas on how I can better serve you. I'd love to hear what kind of support you're looking for during these uncertain times. And if you can get those people to come together and don't worry if you can't get 20, if you get 10, that's still great. You just have to start somewhere. But getting them on a call together and then proposing to them the ideas that you have, letting them know about, hey, I'm thinking about doing this type of service or I want to do curbside pickup, but I can't do it all day long just because we don't have enough demand. So if I'm doing curbside pickup in my restaurant, I'm trying to figure out the best hours to do it. And what your customers can tell you is that, you know, the best hours for me, if I was doing curbside, would be first, first thing in the morning because I can grab it. Or some people may say the best time for me is dinner. I'm doing good with breakfast and lunch, but dinner, I want to sit down, have a you know more substantial meal. I want to give my kids, my family, the feeling of kind of that enjoyable eating out different flavors and so forth. So for dinner is more important for me 
if we're going to be, if you're going to be picking times, then between that four o'clock and seven o'clock time may be great for a pickup service. That's what you're doing. What you're trying to do is get that definition, that clarity. And also what you're trying to do is make sure you don't spread yourself too thin. When we're offering our products and services, when we're trying to flex, when you're trying to manage these uncertain times, what tends to happen is sometimes we think we have to offer our customers everything, every option, every service, because we don't know what will work. And what I'm recommending to you is instead of trying to do it all, know it all, figure it all out, allow your customers to help you. Now, depending on who you have in that focus group, you know, there can be some skewing and things like that. So it's not that it is a 100% surefire way to understand all of your customer needs, but it can help you get more definition and more understanding, as well as it can help you propose issues or concerns that people may have. If you're thinking about doing workshops, doing online classes, you may find that most of your customers struggle because they can't do, they don't have as much internet access. They don't have high speed internet access or they're doing a lot of homeschooling. So what they'd rather do is if they're going to take a class, they'd rather do it on the weekends than on the weekdays, or they'd rather do it in the afternoon versus the morning. So what can, what you can do with these focus groups is help you. If you're doing a cooking class, um, whether you're doing a food for life cooking class or your own cooking classes to help you figure out the right time to do your classes? Should they be in the weekends or the weekdays? Do you want it on a Sunday night so you can prep for the week? All of those things that are variables, can you can get better definition if you're willing to host and offer a virtual focus group. Hey, goodness in motion. Greetings. Nice to see you from the Netherlands. Oh, perfect. No worries, Jim. It was good having you. I know you have to run, but definitely this will be recorded. So you will be able to access it later on. So good to see you. And thanks for joining. All right. Let's keep rocking and rolling. What do you guys think? How many people, if you're watching this, how many people think they might try a virtual focus group? How many people are wondering about the idea? Um, let me know in the comments. And if you have any questions about how to do it, um, I can walk you through that. It's a fairly simple process, um, especially since many of us are up to speed on using things like Zoom um, as an example. Um, it's a great way that you just need any type of virtual software that will allow you to have a group of people together. And that's how you can do your um, focus group. All right. Now, still in the process of confirming your customer need. The other thing I want you to do is I want you to start to think about pre-selling your offers. What happens for many of us is we think that an online course is a great idea. And instead of testing it, instead of trying it, what we tried, what we do instead is we build the whole course. We build all the materials. We set everything up. We take a week or we spend a whole weekend working, you know, our tush off <laughs> trying to get it done. And while it's good to be nimble, while it's good to be able to get a product and service out quickly, remember, we're in uncertain times. So what I want you to do differently is what I really want you to do is start to pre-sell, which is a form of testing. And what I mean by pre-selling, what this means is instead of launching that online course, what you do is you create a sales page for the online course. You explain what the course is about. 
You explain when the course is going to start. So we're in April now. Maybe the course is going to start the second week of May. Maybe the course is going to start the first week, first day of May. Maybe the course is going to start in June. You can pre-sell something that it may be a month from now that you're going to launch it. But what you can do is tell people about what you plan to launch. What are the benefits of it? How it's going to help them? How they can use it? Give them the price point and ask them to purchase in advance. Now, what a lot of people will do will even say, we'll move forward if this class, if we get 20 people to sign up, we'll move forward with this program if we get X amount of people to sign up. Um, often that number of people, I normally do that after I've been pre-selling for a few weeks and I'm close to my number. So if 20 is my number or 50 is my number, if I've gotten that, you know, maybe half of my baseline number already signed up, then I'll start doing promotional materials to let people know that we'll move forward if we get to this kind of minimum threshold number. But what's great about pre-selling is you can find out if anyone's interested. If you have three course ideas, instead of building all three courses, build three sales pages and pre-sell them. The one that does the best is the one you'll move forward. Everyone else, you'll refund their money and see if they'd be willing to move to the course that actually was the winning course. I really think this is a great way to move forward. This is something we've tested, we've done in Vegan Mainstream, we've done with our clients, and it's been a really kind of successful tool when you're trying to flex, when you're trying to pivot, and when you're trying to figure out what works. Now, once again, for some of you, maybe you've heard me talk a little bit about pre-selling before. Some of you, this may be new. And if it is new, just let me know if you have any questions about how to pre-sell and what do I mean? If you want to see an example of it, just let me know in the comments. We'll always be jumping into the comments and adding some recommendations or giving you guys some more information as well. Perfect. Hey, Michael, thanks for joining us. I see you joined us there in LinkedIn. All right, let's keep rocking and rolling. I don't want to keep you guys too long, but I always want to give you as many ideas and recommendations that we can do. Um, hold on, I'm just looking at a quick message we have here from Goodness in Motion. Uh, let me just pop this up really quick. All right, it says, I'm setting up a program, educational veganism, touching several points from health to social, but limited on economics and technology. So goodness in motion, let me just make sure I understand your question. Are you asking, how can I, how do you manage the economics and the technology? Meaning um, from your perspective, how do you get up to speed on what technology, how do you get up to speed on how do we keep the economics inexpensive? So you're not launching a course that costs you a ton to launch. Um, is that your question? Um, if so, just let me know, because I'd love to be able to give you any guidance or give you any answers there. Um, but I love that you're doing an educational program. What I really would recommend is the technique I was just talking about, where you're going to potentially pre-sell it. So you don't have to get into the technology yet. Um, I know sometimes from the economics, it's tricky on how do we do pricing. But what I let people know when I'm doing pricing or thinking about doing pricing for an online course, what I like to do is start with what I consider my baseline number. What, How much money do I need to make to make this course viable for my time? If you're going to invest 10 hours in creating the content, you know your hourly rate. 
So if you know your hourly rate for the content, then you have a baseline number of how much you're going to invest. Then we have software costs. We have some marketing costs that we're going to layer on on top. And then from there, once you've added up some of those estimate costs, then I start to divide that out by students. I start to say, well, if I'm going to have, let's say my first run, 20 students, 30 students, and I want to make sure I break even, I divide that budget by those students and that helps me with my pricing. As a general rule, you're going to price your courses between maybe $100 and about $250, $300. I find if you're first starting out with a course, Eventually, I see most people will move up to bigger courses and also maybe charge more. But if you're looking for that sweet spot, that's normally what we see for the sweet spot. So I hope that was helpful. Um, and I hope it didn't put you on the spot too much. Um, goodness in motion. But um, let me know if you have a follow up question. I will jump in and address that. OK, now the other thing I want to talk about while we're talking about testing and trying Many of us are struggling when it comes to testing and trying because what we're feeling is there's so many people out there offering free stuff. They're offering free this, free courses, free live sessions. And the challenge may be is like, well, how do I balance this free versus paid? How do I, I can't run a business on free stuff. And I completely understand. I am not an advocate that everything that you're doing right now has to be free. In my mind, you really should have a balance between free options and paid. Now let's talk about the purpose and why free matters and why people are offering free. Now, some people are offering free because they're just not sure. They're not sure what to do. So they figure they give it away they'll build loyalty. And yes, if you give it away, people will be excited and like your content. But from a business strategy, just giving away everything and giving away all that you do, I don't think that creates sustainability. Instead, I'd rather you be more strategic. I'd rather you sit down and say, okay, I want to educate people. I want to help people. I want to support people. I want to support my community. I want to support people that maybe can't afford my services. I love that. That's so important. It is important that we help our community, that we support people, and that we're there for people, even when they can't afford our services. In my opinion, that's a very important thing to do. So to balance that, what I want you to do is make sure that anything that's free, everything, any free service, it always needs a complimentary paid offering that goes with it. So if you're going to offer a free course, a free program, a free workshop, or you're doing free live sessions or free videos on YouTube, what I want you to do before you launch those free services, or if you've already launched it, then you have some homework this week and this weekend, is to sit down and say, what's the compliment paid offering? So if you're doing a cooking class or doing a cooking segment that is free, the question is, if you're teaching them about beans and why beans is a great product to stock up on now, it's a great product because it's shelf stable, it's inexpensive, um, you get more value kind of for the buck, and you're going to teach them about what beans to stock up on, what beans to keep, how to store them, where to buy them from, that may be your free offering. And then your paid complement is a course that teaches people how to create variations and variety when they're cooking with beans. So now what they're doing is the free is supporting the paid. And if you do a YouTube video in the description, when you say what the video is about in the free part, 
you're going to include a link that says, if you need more support, if you need more training, if you're looking for a workshop, if you're looking for a class, I offer classes as well. Here's the link. And then that link is the breadcrumb that takes one from the YouTube video over to your classes. That is the bridge and that's how we get the compliment going. So the same thing goes if you're doing a free class. If you're gonna do a free class on Zoom, which I love doing those, at the end or towards the end of the class, you wanna make sure people know that you have a paid compliment. Meaning after they've done this first free one hour class with you, what you offer is a cooking class series, which is a paid series that walks you through this process What's great about the series is we meet once a week, twice a week, three days straight, however you set up that series. I know if you're doing Food for Life, you know, there's a specific process there and we can talk about that as well. But setting up that compliment is such a great way for you to get free to work for you. So I don't want you to ever just offer everything for free, just give it away. What I want you to do is make sure you have an upgrade path because what you don't want to happen is someone is loving your videos, loving someone else's videos, and then they're purchasing from other people because they've made it clear how they can get more and how they can purchase more. Ah, perfect. Sorry about that. Goodness in motion. Thanks for the clarity. I'm just going to pop your question up here. She was just saying that the content is going to um, talk about kind of veganism, health, social impact, economics, technology. Love it. Oh, I can't wait. Um, let me know when you decide to launch it or if you decide to pre-sell it, send me a link because I'd love to be able to see it. Um, I'd love to share it also as well. Um, but it's always great to see um, many of us creating these courses and creating these products. So I'm really, really excited about that. And thanks so much for popping in and joining. And absolutely, anytime, if you're watching this live, if you have a question while I'm walking you through these ideas, while I'm walking you through these techniques, while I'm recommending these things, I love for this to be interactive. I know many of you are in all different platforms right now watching this, or if you watch the replay of this, we will be looking at the comments. So feel free to jump in here and actually um, put a comment in and then I'll follow up and make sure I answer it for you. All right. So jumping back into how do we manage free? How do we test our way? Excuse me, clear my throat. <clears throat> how do we test our way through this kind of free or these new products or services? And the other thing I want to mention is you don't have to just do free. What you can do is you can have a limited time offer. Now, this could be a limited time free offer or this can be a service that you're thinking of putting out there and you're not charging for the service now. What you're going to do instead is you're going to offer this for a limited time to see if it picks up, to see if it works, to see if there's truly interest. Um, this definitely works for online courses. You may offer it free for two weeks so people can use it, take a look at it, understand what your program's like. And then at the end of that two weeks, they get an option to buy the course and keep the course content. 
as an example. If you're doing something as far as, let's say you have an online store, let's say you have an e-commerce site, maybe you're offering some type of shipping option. Maybe you're going to be offering people a product that they can try. So if they're purchasing a product, you're going to throw in one free item that they can try and test and see if they like. And if they decide to buy that free item that you throw in, they can get a discount on their next order. They can get a discount on their next product or service. Um, we've talked about things like subscription models when we've talked about pivoting before. If you're going to do something where you're offering a subscription model, what you may do is offer it for a limited time, meaning instead of just opening it up and having it an indefinite product solution, you may say, I'm going to do a six month subscription that's going to get us between now and you know, through the summer and through all those months, I'm going to be your kind of vegan support system for you as you're transitioning, as you're working. And this limited time kind of subscription product is going to be a way that we're going to support people virtually, support people during the coronavirus, the pandemic, and so forth. And this may not be your full-time product because the idea is that you're going to go back to your brick and mortar store. You're going to go back to many of those other services that you had before, but having this as a limited time, either free option or a limited time paid subscription or some type of limited solution that you're putting in place. Um, I think it's a great way to test yourself and test new things. Even if you're someone that's jumping on Uber Eats or Grubhub or all of those sites for the first time, you may say, okay, we're going to test this for X amount of months and see if it's viable, see if it works for our business and see if this is something that we want to continue doing. This is a great time to test features, to test things like a subscription model. Maybe you have a product that you sell online in an e-commerce store and you want to see if you want to sell, let's say you have makeup say you're selling skincare products, maybe you're selling t-shirts, you may want to come up with your t-shirt of the month club and you're going to do it as a limited time offering to see if people are interested. So you're not getting commitment for the next 10 years for this product. You may say, you want to see if we can do a subscription model. We're going to test it for the next six months, allow people to sign up, get the boxes, try them, see if they like them. And if they do, then what we'll do is continue or move forward with it. And that's what I want you to do right now. I don't want you to feel like everything has to be perfect. I don't want you to feel like in your business, everything has to be um, laid out, has to be completely designed. This is a time to test. This is a time to try. This is a time for you to see what could work in your business. Um, and I also want you to manage your expectation. We are trying new things. We're seeing what's going to work, what's going to work. So if you have that perfectionist mindset, then I need you to maybe curtail that right now, because what we're trying to do is make sure you're out there servicing your customers, being there for them, you're communicating, you're working on getting your business sustainable. And what we don't want is the pressure of you thinking that it has to be perfect that it has to be the best thing you've ever come up with and that it has to be a certain way or they will not buy. That kind of thinking is not gonna help us move forward and that kind of thinking can hurt. So I wanna make sure you're constantly believing in yourself. I want you to believe in your business and I want you to go out there, test, try and build a sustainable business. Make sure that even though we're in these sustainable 
unsustainable, excuse me, uncertain time, excuse me, <laughs> that you can build a sustainable revenue stream. You can do that. You just may have to test your way there and try. And this technique and strategy I find can be really great. All right. That's what I had today. Any questions so far? Anything that I covered that you didn't make sense or you're like, what about this? Or how does it work for my business? I love to make sure that I'm always answering people's questions. I always love to make sure that when you walk away from this, you feel like and you know how um, how to, you know, kind of take these ideas into executing in your business. So if you do have any questions, please, please, please post them now. I'm going to be jumping between the systems just to make sure where I'm not missing anything. And while I'm waiting for the questions, I just want to do one kind of wrap up or one kind of big recommendation as you're moving forward. We are doing these live sessions so that we can keep you kind of in the game. I, I want to make sure that while things can feel a little overwhelming at times, while things can feel like it's just so much going on, that you're keeping your mind focused on your business. You're keeping your mind focused on the idea that there is success there are ways for you to move forward and there are ways for you to really pivot and make changes in your business so that you can weather this storm. Now, today's session was all about testing and trying. It's about how a testing and trying strategy can help you build your business and how you should be thinking about testing and trying your way to find your success. There are other strategies that we're going to be talking about in other live sessions, but what I want to make sure that you take away from today is that all the ideas I gave you, you don't have to do them all. There's a lot of concepts here. What I want you to do is take one and look at how you can make it work in your business. So just as a recap, I want you to either sit down and say, can I go back to my previous customers and get them to purchase a product or upsell them? Can I go to my existing customers and actually get them to refer me to someone else? Can I host a focus group and get feedback from my customers on what they need and what they want to help me better define my service or offering? Can I pre-sell my offer instead of putting everything out there, getting everything done? Can I put that information out there? Can I create a free product that actually has a complimentary paid offering? Or do I need to go back to the content that I've already been posting and sharing and making sure there's a logical step? Or can I do something with trying kind of limited time services or offerings to see if that can grow my business? If you can pick one of those items and within the next seven days, I highly recommend putting that into action. I really feel like this is going to be a great way for you to move forward in your business, a great way for you to get used to testing and trying, and a great way for you to weather the storm in your business. All right. So with that, we're going to wrap up today's session. I'm so glad that we had a chance to go live. I'm so glad that you guys asked questions. I hope you learned something. I hope you feel inspired. And I hope you'll join me next week at one o'clock. We'll be talking about kind of how to maintain 
focus, how to be productive when we're in this kind of environment. And I'll give you some tips and ideas then. So until next week, I look forward to seeing you. And if there are any questions, always post them in the comments and we will jump in there and hopefully give you some great ideas. All right. Take care, everybody. Thanks so much for joining. Bye.